0: Watch it. Double up. Three or four times. I ain't telling no lies. I just run it up. Never let a hard time have Watch double, double, double up. I ain't telling no lies. I just. Yeah.
1: I ain't telling no lies. I just. Stop uh, up.
0: What's going on, world? Welcome to the Double Up Podcast. I'm your host, Double Up, and we're here to connect perspectives. Today, we got another special guest in the building, Mr. Andre Brown, a.k.a. Dre the Plug. We're going to tap in today talking about his journey becoming an engineer, going to a HBCU, understanding the challenges of connecting the black community with technology, science, math, and making us understand the importance of doing so. Dre also has his own YouTube channel, so we're going to tap in and dive into his content journey as well. How we fish All
1: right,
0: I'm good. Yeah, yeah, man. Gotta have you be merch. Yeah, pushing what you doing, G, and gotta have your visuals all good. So I respect it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, I was on. You I'm. You he was an
1: engineer. Go ahead. Oh, you say he was
0: an engineer too, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I, I went to school for industrial engineering, and my first position. Um, it was working in a factory as a process engineer and uh, really just optimizing the assembly line and making sure that the inventory was quality, things of that nature. Um, but it wasn't really what I was passionate about. You know, It was like a good 9 to 5, a good paycheck, but I was still trying to find exactly what I wanted to do. And So um, now I do things that are tailored much more to sports and athletics and, and human performance all around. So like it was it was definitely something that I've always had on my radar, but you know it's it's hard to find a niche in engineering and, and really stake your claim. So when I was on the gram and I saw your page and saw the content you was putting out, I was like, this is what what brothers need to be doing, man. Like we got the insight, we got the information, so we we need to start setting that new standard of what the education looks like and um, who can be the ones demonstrating it. And so I definitely wanted to solution on that, man. Uh, just kind of jumping into it Can, you might you might telling the people like where you grew up where you from and, and how you kind of got That spark into to science and technology
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, it started off way in the beginning. I'm from Houston, Texas I went to Prairie View. I don't know if you heard of the school, but it's at HBCU um, That's like 30 minutes away from Houston. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's typically like where I'm from I always been into tech like ever since I was younger ever since I like first played with my game boy when I was a little kid I always thought it was really, really cool, and I was just like, "Man, like it'll just be cool to like invent stuff or make stuff or create stuff." And I always just really been into that. And on top of that, I was kind of like really, really, really good at math. On top of having a passion for tech, yeah. so it just uh, kind of clashed, and I just stayed with it. Really. Yeah.
0: Was it something? I that didn't really
1: about hmm?
0: I was gonna say that your people really nurture that because, like, where I grew up at in St. Louis, uh, it was a small community of people who was interested in science and technology. Everybody wanted to play ball. Everybody wanted to rap, you know what I'm saying? Was that something that was, was yep. similar to how you grew up?
1: No, it's totally different. Like my dad, yeah. he my dad's not into tech whatsoever. Mm-hmm. My, my mom's side of the family, they weren't into tech. Uh like my dad, he like he couldn't even like a word document right now. If he really had to <laughs> actually write up a paper. He couldn't do it. So um I just always just had to Passion for my yeah, so if I think about it, like watching an interview with uh Freeman, I don't know if you Damon Johnson,
0: mm hmm. Yep,
1: the actual guy from Shark Tank, the one black guy. Yep, yep. It's funny, like he was just having an interview and uh, with he had asked him, like, so who exactly inspired you? You know, you had such a high level, you're like one of the sharks in Shark Tank who do you get inspired by? You know, like this is one of the top people on the planet that help people out. And he was like, all of the people that he mentioned that involve um, inspiration, they all geared towards tech. Mm-hmm. He named nothing but just tech people. He named Elon, he named um, Steve Jobs, he named everybody that's in tech that's really just killing it. And I'm just like, that's really like the way people, it's like us, all people, we don't really look that far ahead, we just look at, you know, why people could play sports, you know, we could rap, you know we could do all of like entertainment type of stuff.
0: Yeah. And that's crucial. Just being well-rounded in that way.
1: Kind of make my own spin to kind of inspire people who look like me or who minorities or who just don't have nobody else in that corner to really look at and say like, man, like, um, I want to also get into this, but I don't know nobody else that's really doing it. So I don't want to do it or I'm discouraged, but you know, if you actually see somebody doing it, it's a totally different bargain.
0: Yeah, cause it's exposure. Like we really connect with seeing what's possible through demonstration. Like I didn't have plenty of my my OGs or I had uh, plenty of mentors coming up. People who I know was was telling me the right things and people who I knew was having the right insights for me, but wasn't hey, doing it.
1: Like-
0: oh yeah, yeah, we back, we back. You
1: kind of
0: went out for like a good five minutes. <laughs> my fault, my okay, fault. Okay. But yeah, I was saying that we ain't have a lot of demonstration. Our people will tell us the right things to do, but that wasn't necessarily showing it. And that's not always, we can't always blame them. They weren't exposed to it. They didn't have the opportunities that we have. And so now that we are are kind of walking in that new path, do you feel like it's, it's a burden to, to be that new inspiration like do you ever feel stress or anxiety knowing that dang i gotta be my own blueprint because i don't really have somebody who i can always look to to tell me how to do it
1: yeah i get what you mean. i mean the way i've always been the type of person to where like if i want to do something i'll i'll still do it regardless if nobody else is into it so for me i mean it's second nature on top of that um i have Another YouTube channel that's about barbering. So I kinda understand the whole process of like making videos, the algorithm, all of that stuff, how to like reach people. So for me, it's kind of like um I have my barber channel that I started when I was in college where I was cutting and I was just like, Man, you know, I'm doing different techniques, different type of ways to fade, different type of ways to give people like crispy lineups and stuff. (laughs) Let me just start like documenting this, and then in my process of doing it. I just wanted to just make a few videos about how to fade because I was like I don't know anybody else that fade like me, right? Yeah. And it kind of just like it just took off, and a bunch of people started watching it. A lot of people start commenting. People start like coming up to me at college saying, "Hey, I seen you a video about barbering." Da da da. So I just kind of just kept it going. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm gonna just use this channel as practice mm-hmm. till I graduate, and then I'll make my actual tech channel to actually influence people uh, about the whole tech industry. So, and then from there, the Barber one just took off. Like, I'm sponsored by, like, a bunch of companies. Damien posted a picture of me not too long ago of, like, one of the companies I'm sponsored by. And now I don't even be on that channel that often. On. I haven't posted a video, none this year, but it's still growing now. That's so now funny. I'm just working towards the tech channel. So that's pretty much what I'm on now. And I really want to just channel, like, really, really big. That's, like, the the goal right now.
0: No doubt. Just do work you, on it. Do you find it? Do you find like being a barber as something that allows you to know what it takes to build relationships when it comes to to the tech space? Cause I know it's a little, it's a lot more introverts that deal with technology, and so sometimes it's hard to have those connections and have the conversations that we need to have with people to grow ideas. Do did that ever give any crossover to you between being a barber and being an engineer? Yeah, cause that's how I see it.
1: Yeah, it really helped. It would, you know, once somebody sit into the chair, I could become a chameleon and just tap into whatever they're interested in to have a, like a legit dialogue conversation. So I feel like that really helped me um, more than most people. Like, there's a lot of tech people, like for example, right? There's a lot of people that's engineers. There's a lot of black people that are engineers. Um, in the US, but how many of them can get on a camera and talk about it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How many of them can really like speak in front of people about it? Like, how many people could promote their own stuff about uh, being in tech and being black and actually feel comfortable about doing it? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people. So I feel like it helped me in that aspect. Yeah,
0: that's true. And weird. especially
1: like coming from, uh, like, I worked at most big companies too. So I worked at GE, I worked at Intel. I worked at GM, and um, I just really want to inspire other people because I remember when I was at one point just wanting to do engineering. Nobody else did engineering. Um, I had a, I have a brother. I have an older brother who's an engineer, but it's like he we really just talked on and off about it like my freshman year, but it wasn't like like he didn't teach me anything technical. like. specific like area like I like the but mm-hmm. it's something like I just to showcase to other people like yo y'all could do you could do this like all you have to do is just do this this and that and, and you could easily be in this position. So just want to help people out in that aspect. Cause like I said I mean if you if you looking for somebody else that's like black or look like you or a minority that's talking about engineering and being successful and giving you all of the keys is not a whole lot of us. So uh, I just want to be a part
0: of the people that help out. No doubt, G. And it's, we, we got to be the ones that, that change the narrative. And I, it's cliche, but they say you got to be the change you want to see. And if I'm trying to get a, a message out of empowerment or we just had our, our connection drop. Right, we back rocking again. But if I'm trying to have a message of empowerment, I know how important technology is in the future and having access to resources and having access to wealth. And when I was thinking about college, I was trying to get my peoples out of poverty. Not like we was like poor, like didn't have nothing, but we was, we was check to check, bill to bill, trying to make it happen. And I knew that education, that was going to be an avenue for me to change that. Um, when you was thinking about your college selection, and knowing that some HBCUs might not have all of the resources, may not have everything that you, you see on TV, what made you want to decide to go that route and knowing that it would still work out for you?
1: So for one, Prairie View, um, that's a huge engineering score. Like if you get an engineering degree from there, there's a good chance that you can get into any big company in the country. Mm. So that was one thing. The second thing was, I mean, um, when people go, go to recruit there, Majority of the recruiters are um black or some form of minority in most cases. Mm -hmm. Even like the actual white people that actually come and come recruit, it'll be a lot of times where well let's say for example, right, Texas A and M is probably like about an hour and a half away or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand I kinda get it. Some some people could say, I mean, it doesn't matter who I get recruited by. It doesn't matter. How they look as long as i'm qualified i'm going to get in but the school and i went into all all of these lines and their career fair but like i have friends that told me like, like the whole story they had went up there that like, up there and i will showcase what i have mm-hmm. the fact that they went to a hbcu out as far as giving them a job or even interview. So it was like it's still important uh, kind of more surprised if a bunch of, you know, white people had came to a HBCU and tried to get a job or whatever and other people wasn't, you know, giving them the like Uh, even playing field, but I mean, I understand I mean, it's it's never going to be an equal playing field on that level, but that's why I just feel like it's really good to, you know, me being black, me being, um, coming from HBCU, me having recruiters that came from the same HBCU as me, or even other HBCUs who could understand where I'm coming from will be more inclined to want to hire me, like it makes sense Mm.
0: and I I feel like we we had that fear of, of seeing the value in our own people and I know there's times when people have fear of seeing value in their own people and knowing that being around black people, I can be as successful as I need to be. I don't need the approval or I don't need the recognition from, from white people or from certain establishments in order to know that I'm still as intelligent as anybody who I'm up against in a job interview or up against, um, in a business proposal like i know my my mother she went to hbcu benedict college in south carolina uh and my my stepmother she went to tennessee state and so <clears throat> they love their hbcus they talk about the experience and how they weren't traded for nothing like is it was that the same for you do, do you feel like you you advocate for hbcus and you want want to see us going back to them our athletes included oh yeah for sure
1: like what Let's start from the beginning. So when I first graduated high school, um, ultimately I wanted to go to Texas Tech, you know, that's mm-hmm. a huge school. Tech, you know, that would be a really cool school to go to. I always like, you know, they logo, they colors. <laughs> but then um, the HBCU school, it was willing to basically pay for like all of my school as long as I maintain like good grades. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I specifically went there. It wasn't just because, oh, this is a black school. It was more so like financially, this was like the best spot for me to go to. And he had a good engineering program also. Yeah. And like, my thing was like, I, I, like going into it, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, like, I'm about to go here. I'm about to go to this HBCU. It was more so just like, okay, I know for sure, you know, I'll be financially stable to actually have my school paid for by the time I graduate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't giving me like a full ride or anything, but just the fact that they will pay for my school and I was super happy. So going into it, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't extremely, like, happy as if I would have been if I would have known going into like, Tex pick because, I mean, when you're a freshman, you know, going into, like, a smaller school versus a bigger school, you're going to kind of feel like, dang, I kind of wish I would have, you know, went to this <laughs> big school because of the name, mm-hmm. but it's, like, awesome. When you're a freshman, you don't know about the money, you don't know about wow. the loans, you don't know about the percentages that increase every single day, mm-hmm. you don't know about housing, you don't know about when you end up graduating, um, when you have a job to easily pay off those loans over a course of different years and stuff like that, it's like you know none of that comes into account when you're you know going into going to a university. You just think big school probably will be more fun, small school probably won't be as much fun. That's all. But then like now that I went through the whole process, I'm way more happy that I took went to that uh, H.
0: yeah seeing that value
1: It'd be as smooth the transition if mm-hmm. i would have went to a PWI. and I also have mm-hmm. friends that went to my h b c u who
0: yeah.
1: was would kind of tell me like they kind of didn't feel like that they kind of didn't feel like uh embraced like how they would when they go went to the h b c u which i mean it makes sense yeah. right you know it makes perfect sense you know some of them will say, like, I mean, I kind of felt like it'll be a lot of people that just really wouldn't even care about me versus when I had went to HBCU. But I mean, it makes sense. I mean, mm. pretty sure if a, a, a white person went to HBCU, they probably wouldn't feel the same way. It's common sense,
0: true. True. Do you think that it's is, is facts in the, in the viewpoint of the mindset of people thinking that I have to go to these institutions in order to get good jobs? Because you talk about the education and engineering specifically at Prairie View, but if uh, HBCU doesn't have that notoriety, if it's not um, known for producing one certain skill or one certain type of profession, um, do, do do you still think people should, I guess, take that leap of faith? I'm going to wait till you snap back. Do you still see, encourage people to take that same leap of faith knowing that they don't have um, a specific, a graduate program or um, anything that is tied to that HBCU other than it just being black people there like how would you um, encourage them internet dropping there we go How how would you encourage them to still take that leap not knowing if the HBCU got everything they need to get a new job a good job
1: Okay, so are you mostly just asking me like what advice basically would I give somebody going into deciding whether to go to a big school versus an HBCU?
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's what that's the plight we're at right now. Because we we're trying to see how can we get back to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I will say, like I tell people all the time, I'll say, look at what your major is first. That's one of the first things people need to look at. I mean, if you're not a hundred percent sure about what you even want to go to school for, like I wouldn't jump into no big university starting out. Anyways, I probably, I wouldn't even do a university in general if you don't know what you want to do because that's a lot of money. University is, in most cases, probably like five times more money than a community college, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like...
0: There we go. My fault, bro. I think I'm having like a uh versus Teddy Riley and their problems right now. But uh I know the last thing you was talking about is really just the the financial advantages of going to that community college. And that's I talked to my younger brothers about that. Thankfully they got college scholarships to go play so they're not dealing with that aspect. But the financial burden, when I went to my school, it was a small state school, division two it's called Missouri S and T. So it's like just known for engineering but it was only about thirteen to $15,000 a year to go to school. And then the people that was coming out starting at engineering jobs, you're making 70, 80 plus for your first job. And so when you're just looking at that ratio, that's common sense. Like, all right, I probably can be a lot more successful going this route. When you was thinking about jumping into that corporate world and knowing that um, it's not gonna be a lot of people that look like you, you're going to have to to prove yourself and sometimes we feel like we got to do twice as much for half the pay sometimes and I don't agree with that at all but that's kind of the the narrative that we hear what was your your mindset going into your first big corporate job and how have you benefited from going through those experiences okay so um jumping
1: into my first corporate job right so Something else I want to throw out, you know, you already touched on the whole financial aspect of it, like big school, little school. So it was a guy who I met. We basically worked in the same group. Like I was mentioning before, Texas A&M and Prairie are right next to each other. He went to Texas A&M and he was explaining it to me like, dude, looking back on this, like we literally sit right next to each other and I just paid all of this extra money just to go to this school. And he was explaining it to me how if he could go back and do it all over again he was like he would have definitely went to PV because he's like I would barely I would and barely play anything and we literally ended, we literally sitting right across from each other and then like our manager went to my school
0: and he hired me that's crazy <laughs> but yeah that's how I, I just, go too it's like it's it's a network of people who who they have to position themselves so that they can reach back to the HBCUs and find qualified talented people for the spots. Do you do you ever feel like um, when you hear about affirmative action and you hear about um, us having be- benefits that people feel like are owed to us and people feel like we shouldn't have them? Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? And do you hear just that narrative still lingering? Uh yeah, well, I mean yeah,
1: it, I, you'll hear stuff like that all the time. But I mean, my thing is, like. I mean, let's keep it 100. Even even if we do get into this big corporation, this big job. I mean, is it going to be easy for us to climb up the ladder than everybody else? Like, come on now.
0: All right. That's like you got a foot in the door, but there ain't no boost for real. We for got a, real. Yeah,
1: we got it. We got we got a we got a boost, but it's like look at how far we really behind though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We still got a lot. You still have a lot to do to get to that CEO BP spot. You know what I'm saying? like once you get to a certain level in engineering like it's no longer about how smart you are like you could come in and be the smartest person out of college if you're just a genius mm-hmm. you you're not gonna just jump up positions like that just because you're smart
0: no.
1: you gotta have people that like you people that want you to be in certain spots like you know you're not in control of how quickly you move up mm-hmm. like, that's another thing that I, I did not know like going into engineering i thought you know man, if I just worked on this, worked on that, you know, i proved myself. I could do this, showcase this. And then, like, once I got there, I was kind of like, man, like, you know, there's a whole process to even move up. And then it don't have anything to do with, like, your skills. So it's like, dang, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, you're playing a politics game in a in a world that wasn't really designed for us to win, but right. we're we so tactful, and we're able to finesse and, and, and recognize when somebody just got some ulterior motives, um, a lot of people in corporate America play that passive-aggressive game, and they'll try to trick you out your spot sometimes, but just knowing what what's coming and being able to talk to the youngins about it, that, that gives them way more insight, and, and it helps them along that path, man. When um, I first started in corporate America, I, I was coming out of um, playing football. I was in the NFL for two years, and my first job, like I say, I was working um, at a manufacturing plant, and yeah, gee, I like talking about football, and I think it's it's cool. Like, if we was uh let's say, like if we was on a lunch period or something like that, we could definitely chop it up. Let me wait till I get right back. I might have to upgrade my tech while we over here talking about it, gee. <laughs> I had, uh, I was saying, my first corporate job, G, all they wanted to talk was football with me. Like, all they wanted to talk about. And it was cool at first because I love football, but after a while, you like, do y'all even respect me as an engineer? Do y'all really understand I know what I'm talking about when it comes to getting the job done? And that was when I really had to just understand the place I was at. Because we have to see what our position is sometimes we we want to step outside of our position and do things that we think is benefiting the business or benefiting us but at corporate jobs they have you plugged in to a system bro and so it's like if any variable in an experiment get to doing its own thing it throw off the experiment so same way at a corporate job we gotta down there fall in line sometimes and just do what they tell us to do was it was it Beneficial for you to see that firsthand when you started to think about doing your own thing, or do you think that it's is more beneficial having a balance of being in the corporate space and having some independent projects going on?
1: Okay, so for me, going into it, like when I was a freshman, I, got, I luckily got like an internship around the time of like uh, when I was like basically credit wise a freshman, so. Uh, I worked at GE and it was really, really cool. I got there. I actually was doing a lot of stuff that I imagined myself doing. I was like, okay, like I really like the work, but like the corporate side was something like, I wasn't like kind of used to, you know, like the whole business side, you know, got to kind of like act a certain way a little bit because you know, you can't talk a certain way, you know, Mm -hmm. that was like my my only thing. I was kind of, it was new for me, but ultimately as far as like side projects and stuff, I've always been, like, super into, like, working on my own projects and doing stuff on the side on top of uh, working on, like, projects at work. So Mm -hmm. one thing I will say is when you're going into work and you're going into corporate, it's best for you to actually get into, like, a realm of something that you could work on, like, every day Mm -hmm. and kind of make sure, like, your job, you're developing a skill. That's Mm -hmm. extremely important. Make sure, like, make sure you're not in a job where it's, like, you're doing paperwork and you know... If you got let go and you went to somebody else and told them, hey, I've been doing this paperwork for five years, <laughs> you know, like, do you really have like a skill, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, that, that's my thing. Like, I wanted to make sure that I'm at least doing something or even a project of anything that's related to like my field to the point that I could like walk away and be like, okay, I learned this when I was there. You know, I could, if I really, really wanted to, I could take this knowledge. And put it towards another project or something else Mm -hmm. that could probably generate me money on the side. You know, like that's how people should really look at it when they come down to like job positions and stuff. So I look at it.
0: Yeah, it's building skill sets, building things of value. So when you step into that next space, people they probably already peeped you. They might have had an eye on you while you was working somewhere else or doing something on your own. So they know it's different when you ask to to join something rather than you're invited to join something. Because when you're invited, they know how much how much skills, how much uh you can add to the equation. If if I sat back and thought about the, the ideas and the plans and the things that I'm building up now, and I never really had like boards or things that I was putting down visually and, and having some type of success metrics leading up to it, then I wouldn't be able to see if I'm on that path, if I'm tracking accordingly. Do you, do you have specific ways that you, you plot out these goals or your ideas that, that make it seem like they, they manifest? Because from the outside, somebody would just be like, dang, Drake, Drake done figured it out. He got his content going. He got his his jobs going. He got it all together. Like, But you might still Hard be Hold on, hold on. It had
1: kind of went out. I can't really hear. Gotcha. So you say like that last part, it kind of stopped the way you said... Um. uh, what was your plan
0: yeah yeah so coming up with that plan that you kind of manifest because from the outside in people may think you just got it all together already like what were some of the steps you took in that process to get to this point
1: okay so this is basically my plan ultimately right my like i wanted to i want to still do stuff related to tech and go to work
0: Mm -hmm. on
1: the side um I do like little projects here and there and kind of help, like, kind of teach myself like different stuff as far as electronics. And then in the midst of that, I'm super into, you know, like recently with those little projects that I learned, like little components, how to do this, how to do that, I could make my own spin and kind of add them little components to like our everyday things. And then I could possibly create something that nobody like ever did and then go to a big company, present it to them, show them that I have this patented already. Mm -hmm. and then i could let them like i could basically lease out the idea and they could give me a percentage of each like item that's been sold so that's now like my new thing that i've been on i'm Mm -hmm. currently working on one i'm in the process of presenting it to a big company so that's like the ultimate goal so I'm just working on project working on tech and uh try to come up with like little inventions here and there so
0: yeah, and it's like you were saying, that your jobs. You get to build a skill set, and you start to peep game and see how your companies work with partners, and you see, like, oh, okay, this contract gets done, and then that partner gets their percentage, and they go their way, and, all right, if I had a company or if I had something of, of substance, it would be more like a partnership rather than just an employee relationship. And sometimes you do have to find other companies to partner with rather than the one that you're at because they may not... Want to nurture that idea that we partner with employees now, and I understand that too. But I don't think that should ever kind of deter somebody from going that way. When when you think about where technology is now and how advanced and and the pace that is moving is exponential, do you see that fine line of convenience versus privacy being invaded? being being tripped a little bit, or or what are your thoughts around us having access to so much information and, and data and resources, but knowing that you got to kind of invade privacy to get that?
1: Mm, I, the way I look at it, I mean, at the end of the day, nobody's really safe. I mean, if the government really want to go in and look at any account you ever created on anything, they could really do it. But it's more so, I mean... You you just got to be a little bit more cautious, you know, be kind of conscious, like what you post, what you send to people and stuff like that. Just make sure everything is like, you know, make sure you kind of have like a filter. You don't want to put every single thing on the Internet, but, you know, just make sure that it's appropriate. You know, you wouldn't want no job to see it or a company to see that you posted this, this, you know, just to be safe. But at the end of the day, like I said, I mean, nobody's really, really safe. Especially, like, with everything on the internet, man. We have, like, so much stuff on the internet now.
0: (laughs) And it's going to be there forever. (laughs) They'll bring up old tweets from 2015. Like, didn't you say this type shit? Oh, exactly. People
1: was just, uh... Yeah, it's just crazy. People are always um, bringing up old stuff, too. So it's just, like, just be cautious. And that's, like, a real thing, too. Like, um... I, I had a friend. They had worked for NASA. And it was... And they'll look and see, like, how they are. Who is this person? Let's say that they have two good candidates, right? Like, they had two good candidates, but they didn't know who to pick. So they just pulled up both of their, like, um, social media accounts and went through their Facebook and read, like, all of their stuff. And one of the guys, he didn't get it because he said, he made a post that said, "I he was, he was just like, I would study for this final, but I have a beer right here, you know? and they didn't hire him because of that Man, and he, don't, he don't even know it
0: something just that basic and that simple G and that basic it is It is data that's always tracking us and whether that be something that we put out on social media in a status or a post or just be what we search online or what we, we click on what we like all of this stuff is being tracked Um, and that was something that was always interesting as a kid like of course we all grew up seeing Terminator and seeing our robot and um and me wait for that to jump back on. There we go. But yeah, so growing up watching movies like Transformers and all of that, G, like do you do you see all of this as just being some grandiose over exaggerated play on technology, or do you really think that's that's what's in the future when it comes to artificial intelligence and and technology being at the forefront?
1: Oh, yeah, I know for sure, like eventually like like right now, we just scratching the surface, it's gonna get really really crazy, man, like I keep up with like the latest tech stuff, so there's so much stuff that's going to just really change the whole whole entire game, like a hundred years from now, man, there's so many things like. Be for like an hour now you can can literally be on your phone and you could be watching netflix and watching whatever you want from a whole nother country like Mm -hmm. that's just crazy like the tech industry is like what's booming right now and it's only gonna get become more bigger more bigger and more bigger so so i always encourage people to go into tech because tech is not going anywhere anytime soon and like how i was saying like with the whole job thing how Mm -hmm. i was like Yeah. hmm I could, I could take this other places. So, like, right now, I just got into, like, a new role, and I'm working on, like, the batteries for vehicles. And, you know, like, that's the future. Yeah. So now that I'm in this role, if I, could, if I really, really, you know, knuckle down, lock into it, and understand all the ins and outs of basically how batteries work inside of a vehicle and batteries for, like, electric cars in the future... Mm-hmm. Now, I'll, now I'll have I'll easily have a job anywhere within the future because all of the vehicles eventually is going to have electric vehicles. All of the all um, vehicle companies.
0: No, that's so a fact, have... G. Because I got so my company Exos. We train a lot of professional athletes, but also do a lot of things in corporate wellness. And so um, I've been able to go and work with Intel, um, work with Google, work with Tesla. Uh, just all of these innovative companies and to see how they integrate products for human performance. And when we think about batteries and uh, what we saw as being crazy, the idea of the Jetsons having flying cars, like all of that is here now. And knowing that we really manifest the things that we think about, the ideas that we have, we can, it may take a while, but we can actually put that into reality. Is that something that you challenge yourself to do with your inventions? Is it something that you, do you you think more innovation or do you think more invention when it comes to your products?
1: Mm, I mean, I just try to think about just regular things that's already here and just try Mm. to make my own little tweak, my own little improvement onto it. Yeah. So that's all. If you could come up with something that's, Literally, if you could, like, it could be two existing things. If you come up with these two existing things and tie them together and nobody ever did that, that's an invention. And most people don't know that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people weird. don't
1: know that. If you could two things that's already here, for example, right? You probably heard of the, uh, well, I don't know if you ever seen like a dry erase marker, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how like some of the caps, they'll have like an eraser on it. On yeah. it. <laughs> that's two different ideas, but if so, if if I was the person who came up with I have the marker, I have the eraser, I want to put the eraser on the back of it, like the dry eraser, that's an invention right there that I created. Mm-hmm. I didn't create the other two, but I came up with a way to make those two clash, and now that's an invention.
0: That's a fact, G. It don't always got to be a reinvention of the wheel. Like You can really right. make it happen. Exactly. You, you touched exactly. on how technology is going to be here and how important it is for us to be involved as as a black community, what what are like let's see if I get you right back. There we go. What would you say for the, the the youngins, the people that didn't always have people like us to talk to or to look up to or see some some podcast? Why why would you stress the importance of technology to them and getting involved early? as a, as people in the young black community?
1: Mm, I was like, so... What I would say, if you're really trying to get into the tech industry or this is something that you really want to do, I mean, you can always start at any time. Like, there's so many different coding websites. There's so many different tutorials that's for free. Like, people could literally, if they really wanted to, sit down and teach themselves how to code and get a job with it without even having a degree. A lot of people don't know that. But... Yes, it's literally so many different resources out there, especially in today's time, where you can teach yourself different languages if you want to just code in general, if you want Yeah. Um, for example, when I was in high school, I did a lot of different little like technical stuff here and there. I took a few technical uh, classes. Then once I got to college, it was kind of like, dang, Like my resume, I have like a whole lot of stuff. Versus it would be people that, that could possibly be seniors getting ready to graduate. They didn't even have as much stuff on their resume mm-hmm. as much as I did from uh, when I was in high school and I had experience. So that's another thing about the tech industry. You can literally build your resume at home. It should start being hosted in October and November. So yeah, but like I got friends that work for. I don't interview my friend that worked for Google. I interview and he talks about like all of the inside scoops of how to get in with Google, and he talked about his whole experience. When I was in California during my internship with Intel, he was there, and we uh, and we linked up, and he showed me all around the whole campus and all of that stuff. I got friends that work for Gatorade. I got a friend that worked for. Um, Exxon. I got friends that work for. It's so a whole bunch. I have, like my cousin, he worked for NASA. I put him on my channel. I have a bunch of different people that work in different spots that I don't know. I already did interviews with anybody trying to get in those specific fields.
0: Hell yeah, G, you the plug, man. That's what that's what Cass is looking for, man. And being able Pretty to. Sure. Uh, work laterally. Sometimes we always think we gotta have the the highest of the most important people on our interviews, not knowing that it's people around us that got talent, that got a lot of insight, that's that's bringing value, man. So, man, I I saluted G, and I, I encourage you to keep that, keep it going. I know you will, but we gotta be the ones that that change that dynamic in science and technology and having a voice and being able to speak on the empowerment through technology, man. So um, mm-hmm. appreciate your time, G. Is it anything else you want to leave the people with?
1: Welcome, welcome. I mean, nothing else, man. I like the interview. If y'all want to see more content, just check out data Plug on Instagram, Dreto Plug one
0: two three. Hold on, Try let me get, get, you get your. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna throw up a quick banner. So what's your Instagram handle real quick, I at the Plug. Yeah, it's Addre the Plug, one,
1: two,
0: three. Two, so three. Let me see if I can get that showing up. There we go. Hold on. There me, we go. the down. Plu. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so everybody that that's tapped in on the broadcast, um, this is where you can follow all of his content at. Um, and then Check out his YouTube site. He you got it. Link in the bio. Subscribe to that. Um, that's how I found out about bro. So if I'm tapped in, you know it's some quality content, G. Um, and to the rest of the followers, shout out to our sponsors, Realers Wear Brand. Um, I'm going to have to get you some merch, man. Send me your address. Uh, I sent you a t-shirt, a hat, or something. And the next time, going to double up.